0: That's L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. In this episode of uh, What's On My Mind, we're going to be speaking about fellow citizens. Uh, This is going to be found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. And I just want to talk to you tonight In this "What's on My Mind" series, episode two, about fellow citizenship and uh, what country we're a part of—is there distinctions now in Christ Jesus? So, join me for "What's on My Mind" on "Let This Mind Be in You." Hello, and welcome back to my channel. This is a uh, another episode in the "What's on My Mind" series. So, I've been at the house uh, for past couple of days, um, getting ready for, um, to push out the door. And, um, and so I've had a lot of things on my mind. I've had a lot of time for, uh, studying uh, the word of God and, um, things have just been on my mind. Um, so if you watch my, uh, first episode, um, we talked about living soul tonight, we're going to talk about fellow citizens and it's just something that's just been on my mind constantly. Um, Well, I mean, for the past several weeks, and uh, I've been speaking to several brothers in Christ about this kind of thing, and uh, I just wanted to really briefly do another what's on my mind, and here it is about fellow citizens, so get right into it. Um, Turning your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number, we'll start in verse number 11, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 11 says here, Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, let's just read the word of God, what it says here, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, okay, speaking in the flesh, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, but now in Christ Jesus, amen. Amen. Ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Now remember that term right there, blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to in himself of twain one new man, so making peace and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto in a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. We are his body, the habitation of God. But look at that term, fellow citizens. And um, to start out, kind of what's on my mind, um, there's just... There's a lot of things that uh, are brought up in, uh, this is to the Christian. Um, There's a lot of things that are brought up within born-again Bible-believing circles. And one of those things happens to be, believe it or not, always happens to come up with distinctions of race and everything like that. So I'm going to take you exactly what the Bible says about that. So Acts chapter 17, turn over there, Acts chapter 17. Paul is at Mars Hill, and uh, he's speaking to the Athenians there in Athens. Acts chapter 17, and we're going to start in verse number 22. So as Paul is speaking, he says there Paul stood, verse number 22, in the midst of Mars Hill. He's speaking to lost people here, now remember that, and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. This is me declaring him to you. God, that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worship but with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. It keeps going here. It keeps going. It's still part of the same statement. Remember, speaking to lost people, he's taking them back to creation. Creation, to the creator God, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitations. Keeps going. That they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. And so as you see there in verse number 26, we talk about the bounds of their habitation. There was divisions, there's distinctions. Um, That was in Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 8, as the tribes of Israel were. So 12 distinctions, okay? That is biblical. Absolutely biblical. But look how Paul is speaking to lost people here about why there is distinction and divisions and who made, who got rid of that. Let's look at this. So it says here, because of one blood, but because of sin, there was separation, not only physically, bounds of their habitation, but also spiritually speaking. Look at, look, let's look at this. Look at Luke chapter 15. I looked up the word "citizen" and uh, it's not found very many times in the Bible. Uh, so, because I I've thought about fe- fellow citizens, fellow citizens. Look, th- look at this interesting account here. Everybody knows the uh, account of the prodigal son. Look at Luke chapter fifteen and verse number eleven, verse twenty-four. Let's look at this uh, citizen that's that's mentioned here. This is very interesting. L- Luke chapter fifteen and verse number eleven. of that country and he sent him into the fields to feed swine and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him and we know the rest of the story of the account there you can keep going down through verse number 20, 24 which we will and when he came to himself he said how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and to spare and i perish with hunger I will rise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a, far, a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son but the father said to his servants bring forth the best robe he's about to clothe him in his righteousness <laughs> the, the the parallels the similarities of this is just amazing and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet remember we talked about in Ephesians 6 feet shod with the preparation of the gospel mm, a peace and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this was my son, for this my son was dead and is alive again, born again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. I just I just thought about that. How we were afar off, we were lost, undone. We were all created in the image of God. We talked about that in episode one: living soul. But because of sin that separated us. Separate, There's a whole sor- sort of different distinctions that happened after that. You know, Tower of Babel and men were uh, living wickedly. The flood happened. Then after that, they were trying to do things on their own and wanted to build a big tower thinking that they could be like gods again. And, and God separated them. Distinctions. But let's look now at the distinctions in the church. In the church age, to put a better term on it, or I don't know what other term to put on it. People call it certain different things. But let's look now at the distinctions according to the Apostle Paul. Let's see what Paul had to say about distinctions now. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, in verse number 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 31. The Bible says here, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. I remember uh, being in youth camps that I've mentioned here on this channel before, but uh, before we would uh, do anything, that was the verse that we would say. I've, I've probably said that verse a thousand times, but look at the next verse. Give none offense, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. See the distinctions there, Jew, Gentile? There's no distinction, though, when it says to the church of God. In Christ, we are one. Paul mentions this again. And again, I this, this is not to... Uh, to upset anybody or trying to upset the apple cart. I'm just going to show you what the Bible says about this entire matter of distinction and citizenship. Turn over your Bibles now to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And let's look, when somebody gets married, let's look at the, um, let's look at what is the most important thing. What is the thing that is called out for marriage. Let's, let's see what Paul says. Verse number 39. The wife is bound by law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will. And let's just we'll stop the verse right there and let's just move on. That's not what it says. Look what it says. Only in the Lord... So, Brother Mike, if somebody is saved and they're looking to get married, they can get married to whoever they will. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. See there, liberty to be married to whom she will, or place him in there, makes no difference. To whom he will. The point is, is only in the Lord. Remember, we talked about Ephesians chapter six. If you watch that study, it said, Children, obey your parents. What's the next verse? Or part of the verse? In the Lord. You're not to go outside of the word of God. So the word of God says, in the Lord. What does that mean? That means another citizen of the country you're a part of. Because in the Lord, in the Christ, in Christ Jesus. We are what it's about ready to say here in Ephesians chapter 5. Turn over there, and that's the way we're going to finish up. Ephesians chapter 5, in verse number 25, and we're going to read down to verse 33. Again, speaking of marriage here, here's the picture. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might... Present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as a lord the church. For we are members of his body of his flesh, of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning, the, concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in, so, in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. In the Lord. which is finally revealed in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. It says here, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, and there is no entrance into the body of Christ. We are his flesh and bones because of his blood has been applied to us. His righteousness has been imputed to us. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and hast made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. It doesn't matter. Black, white, Hispanic. Doesn't matter. Asian. pick, Pick something. Of course, there's distinctions that God has has made. We know from the beginning we came from one blood. We're all humans. But there was separation that happened. That separation happened because of sin. The distinctions happened because of sin. Don't go over there and marry those people because they'll drag you away into idolatry. We saw Apostle Paul talking about in, in 1 Corinthians Now, Jew, Gentile, church of God. The church of God, there is no distinctions within that. I can't be any more... I don't know if, if the point is coming across here, but the Bible is very clear and specific on these matters. And that's what's on my mind. If you are undone and lost. You're not in Christ. He shed his blood for you. God in flesh lived a sinless life here on earth. He humbled himself and took on the form of a servant for you and me and for the entire world. For God so loved the the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We are now in Christ, Christian. I'm speaking to you now. There is no distinction because in Christ we are the body of Christ. Stop trying to divide over perceived divisions and this, that, and the other thing. May God help us to follow the word of God. The word of God. If if the word of God said, "Hey, when you're when you're gathering together as a body, only gather together with this certain group of individuals, and this certain group of individuals can meet over here." They tried that. Oh, and the Gentiles. No, we didn't have anything to do with them. That's why Paul repeatedly talks about there's no difference between Jew and Greek. We're one in Christ Jesus. Repeatedly, repeatedly talks about that, and not only talks about it. But also mentions marriage and other types of things that were within the body of Christ if we have questions about. The Bible contains the answers for every single matter that we would want to even dream up. There's nothing new under the sun. The Creator made a way for us to be of one blood again. Thou hast redeemed us by thy blood. There's no more separation. There's no more distinction because we are now one in the body of Christ, church. And that's what's on my mind. If you've got any questions for me, com. You know all the different platforms. I appreciate you watching this short video, and uh, I'll see you next time. God bless.